1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Marcus Theaters. Part of the fun of going to the movies is seeing the upcoming trailers. So make sure you don't miss any by ordering your tickets and food ahead of time at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. You saw the Jonas Brothers last night? I was at the Well, the storms were raging and the tornadoes were crisscrossing Michigan. I was at the Jonas yeah, Brothers. Yeah, you had some weather yesterday we had, over there we in had Michigan. We had some weather yesterday. We're bailing out. We're bailing out a little bit. 400,000 without power, I saw? Uh, you know, which, uh, that's statewide, which, yeah. which is not a huge figure for a big storm like that. Of course, now that I just said that, you know whose power is going to go out <laughs> in 10 minutes. <laughs> As long as it's 10 minutes down the road, we might yeah, be able to get exactly. this in. As long as we're done, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> you sort of count on the power not going out once the wind stops blowing, right? Uh, right, and the winds have receded. And the lightning yeah. goes away yeah. and you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, so, uh, well, you know. always an exception, you know. <laughs> you know, Gary, Generac might be something you want to look one. at. Oh, you do! I am a proud, I am a proud early adapter of Generac. Okay, and we, good man. Smart whenever man. we, whenever we lose power, that thing, that puppy kicks on. All right. Yeah. I, I hate so to tell are you, you this. are you the only island of energy uh, in your area? Or no, no. Actually, I've been a. You know, I should get a commission because uh, once after I got mine, and this was after a major storm in two thousand eight, and after I got mine, um, you know, good a good chunk of our neighborhood followed suit. Yeah. They heard they heard me sing its praises. Yeah, because they saw your lights on. Exactly, and they're and they, they all came over here to charge their phones and, and keep <laughs> keep their milk yeah, cold. Good man. Hey, I am a fanboy. Speaking about uh, being out of power and in survival mode and uh, all that stuff, Fire Festival Two. <laughs> Are you serious? Isn't isn't this something? You know, even as I type the words. I find my head shaking. So they put up pre-sale tickets this week um, that sold out. No date, no lineup, no location. Yeah. But 100 Damn, people cost up $500 for tickets to Fire Festival 2 from a guy who could not pull off Fire Festival 1, who actually went to were jail. They, were they all $500 tickets or were some... Because I read there we were selling between five hundred and eight thousand dollars. The other tiers are coming. Okay, they haven't they haven't uh, they have released to... those yet. This was just kind of the other uh, tiers are coming. Yes, yeah, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> I'm stuck on <laughs> this island. Yeah. <laughs> this was just kind of the trial balloon, but they I, I, that one person would buy a ticket. It's it you know stretches the bounds of credulity. So yeah. they got a hundred. Unbelievable. You, know, you have to apply for media credentials for this, Gary. You know, you have to. I don't want to get stuck. You know. Is there a way? You don't do know have, where do it is. we have a hog company jet to get me in and well, out? Well, see, this is yes. what I'm trying to figure out. It's like if you buy to go and report on it, you have to plan an escape somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to hire your own your own transportation company that's going to extract you. Right. You need uh, one of those uh, boats, uh, like a Catalina, that can uh-huh. pull up to the beach. You run out to it, yeah. leap on, and speed yeah. away. Well, better to have a helicopter and then a boat. Yeah. And, and then, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it Bond style. Will <laughs> there be a show? Do you think there will actually be a fire Festival 2 somewhere in the next year to 18 months? Maybe. <laughs> 
you know, you don't know what to think. I mean, obviously, you would hope he learned his lesson. Well, it's not him learning his lesson. It's the people that were left for dead on the island. Right. Well, I mean, you would think he, he learned the lesson to create an actual event that is what it says it's going to be. But nothing but that but, he has uh, tried to sell people is ever what it was sold. He's a lifelong con artist, right? But right. yet, so, he still found a hundred people out there, and it wasn't even hard. And you to almost find feel like you know, if you're going to fall for this after what happened before, then you know, you get what you get. What you get, exactly. And That's, we can't be sorry for you, right? But no, people, people. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so you're so. Is this a public service announcement with you advising not to buy those Fire Festival two tickets? I would wait. Okay. I would certainly wait. <laughs> I would wait for three to see if two unless, works out. Unless it's worth, unless you're one of these collector types who it's worth five hundred dollars to frame the ticket and have it on the wall. As what I said earlier, I said I, I almost wish they had hundred dollar tickets because that I would buy just yeah, to put on the buy wall just for the yeah for souvenir. So. Who knows? He's apparently so strapped it's for no cash, worse. He, might, he might sell you something. It's no worse bucks. than being a Packers shareholder. Um, I, I think it's a lot worse. <laughs> you know they're going to play on Sunday. Was it irresponsible of this radio program, and when I say that I mean myself and Brian and maybe even Carrie included, to be calling for Britney's release from her conservatorship that her father held over her for all those years because, man, it seems to be coming off the rails. Not hard coming off the rails, but the wheels are squeaking. Maybe. I mean, a lot's going on, but I, I, I'm actually – she really doesn't feel like she's going off the rails with the separation and pending divorce uh, from Sam Asgari. Uh She actually spoke out about it this week, made her first message, and I thought it was pretty coherent – and straightforward, just saying, you know, six years is a lot of time to be with someone. You know, in fact, I'm a little shocked. Um, and, you know, we're not going to explain why because it's nobody's business, but thank you for the support. I mean, I I don't feel like it's it's going awry in any way. You know, she's handling it. Well, a like lot of people have gotten a divorce and they're not, you know, put right. back into her, a conservatorship. Right, and this is her third one. So she yeah. she's practiced at it. Um, in fact, she sounds like she's going about her business. She's focused on the release of the now kind of out of date book that uh, that's going to come out, the Woman in Me, that comes out in October. She apparently is get is holding a writers' camp to get gather material for a new album that hopes to have at least one song out by the time the book comes out. Um, she and Sam have reached a custody agreement over their dogs. Yeah. They, they've announced that. She um, said she's going to pay for his, what, his apartment in Beverly Hills, his upscale $10,000 a month apartment. Right, for a period of time, not, yeah. not but what, forever. But what about the knives that he said that she was leaving around the I house? I mean, they, you know, they, those are disturbing accusations. And they, the fact that she's seeing, there's rumors she's seeing a guy who has gun convictions. You know, these, again, this is all. These are these are the speculative kind of things that come out, and we don't know if they're true or not. Uh, you hope not, but you know, we'll find out soon enough. 
Um, well, I don't know. You know, now yeah. Madonna. You know, Madonna apparently feels safe enough with her that she wants to take Britney out on tour with her. Really? She wants, she wants Britney to be like the special guest, and they can sing their couple couple of duets, maybe kiss again, like they Madonna's did a businesswoman. She wants to sell tickets. She I don't wants think, the sensation. Do you think she really cares about Britney's well being? You know, I mean, you know, she was at her weddings, and uh, you know, they right. they do maintain some degree of contact and mutual support so there may be an actual friendship there okay hmm. but that said that said you know does madonna understand the potential benefits of of the sensation of having britney on tour with her absolutely and then you know in case you were going to go to new york to see once upon once upon a one more time which is the britney jukebox musical you better do it in the next couple weeks <laughs> oh well because it's it's going to close on September 3rd. Is yeah. it bad or is it just done with its run? It's just kind of done with its okay. run. It's, it's not one of these. It, it got middling to fair reviews, and it's just not one of these musicals. It's necessarily set up for the long haul. It was a it was a good summer filler. It's not like springtime for Hitler. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, it's a lot like that. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be open uh, through through September 3rd um, at the Marquee Theater there. So. So Lizzo's Lizzo's fighting back, but now she's being accused of victim shaming. Um, yes, so you know, and this is this is going to go round and round and around. But Lizzo's actually threatening to sue uh, the people who are suing her, and you know, her attorney is saying she is she is going to go after these these three dancers for malicious prosecution, and uh, you know, and certainly other charges. Uh, they've released some photos of the dancers at this party. Where they said they were shamed, and and you know it's showing them all having a good time. Now the dancer's attorney responds that well, of course, you know this is what they're, you know, you know this is what they're going to do. They were trying to keep their job. Um, meanwhile, so, so they looked like they were having a good time, but they were but, just. But they say on they really, they really weren't. Yeah, they were scared. Um, we'll see. In the meantime, uh, you know, she was spotted going into a recording studio by some paparazzi who asked her how she's doing, and she said, "I'm doing great." And we're going, to, you know, she started recording. You know, I'm working in the studio. She told them a bunch of the other dancers from the tour, including the plus size dancers, have issued a joint statement in Lizzo's support. That, of course, her attorney's making some great hay with. Uh, meanwhile, we found out this week, too, that apparently Lizzo quietly settled a lawsuit, a complaint, from 14 other dancers who were used in her her documentary uh, that, came, that came out last year, you know, showing them, you know, both performing as well as talking about their own issues with weight shaming and, uh, and misogyny. And bigotry, and so their their attorney claimed that you know they did not sign just signing contracts, you know that that was not included in the contract. They there were not proper releases uh, for them to be shown in the documentary. So that was apparently settled quietly and out of court. What's your for, take on Lizzo? You know, I up until this point, I certainly saw her as a very in a very positive light. You know, somebody of real conscience, uh, you know, very progressive, and and actually very entertaining. I mean, the real deal. She could sing, puts together a good show. You she know, embraced I, her robust figure. Yeah, I mean, you know, and she she was, you know, you and you did by you know by the time you were, 
you know, a short way into the show, it's like, okay, this is another pop singer up there doing her thing. You didn't think, oh, this is, you didn't think anything else other than that. Um, so hopefully this is either a big misunderstanding or, or perhaps not true. Cause I think she does, I think she does forward a very positive, you know, societal message that needs to be heard right now. And you, you'd hate to have that, you know, go down with the ship. And I don't know what the like, uh, life of, you know, <laughs> backup dancers is, is like in the world of entertainment. Are they all... Well, if you're a backup dancer for Britney, like that or... for Britney Spears, you got a 50-50 chance yeah, of marrying her. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we remember, we remember Madonna from the Truth or Dare video. That was very revealing about, maybe, about, the you know, it, it, it was as revealing as the script was going to show us about the, you know, the life of backup dancers and tour ensembles and things mm. like that. So, so it's, it's, it's a weird world, and in a lot of ways, the performer, the headliner, I think strikes up an entirely different and more intimate relationship with, with entourage members like the dancers than they even do with the musicians, hmm. you know, just because they're in yeah. such proximity Physical to each proximity. other. And they, yeah, they have to be, and they have to be, you know, in such lockstep together yeah. when they're performing. So they rehearse even harder than the band does. And I think, I think that that creates a different kind of, you know, different kind of relationship we have the makings of a documentary here, you know. I mean, when you think about 20 oh, yeah. years from stardom about the backup singers. Uh, somebody, well, we've had the backup singer documentary. What is it? Well, 20, 20 Feet from Stardom. Right, which yeah. is a great, do- so which probably, a great there's documentary. A, there's a dancer documentary to be done, too. You oh, know? Okay. I mean, you yeah. know, 20 inches from stardom right, or something like that. Dave it's, Stewart says the Eurythmics are, we're going back out on the road, but not... Annie Lennox. Not Annie Lennox. How are you going to How are you going to do this without Annie Lennox? You're going to use three female singers, is what you're going to use. So you know they want to. Uh, they have an anniversary coming up uh, next year. I think it's the 40th um, for Sweet Dreams and everything. And so you know he wants to go out and and mark that anniversary. So it's going to be Dave Stewart, who of course was the partner in Eurythmics, co-wrote, uh, did most of the production. Is he still married and, from the chick from Bananarama? No, no. That oh, okay. Was, uh, that so was you a can't while take ago. her. Okay. No, no, but he'll get good singers. He works with great singers. I mean, Josh, he works a lot with Josh Stone. I mean, she'd be perfect. Uh, for Where's this. Annie but, Lennox? Um, she's in England, and they, you know, according to Dave Stewart, he has her blessing. She just doesn't want to tour okay. anymore. All right. She's and she has said that herself. Really? Yeah, yeah. she's still capable of performing, but she doesn't want to do the grind. Would I Lie to You is one of my favorites. Oh, Would I Lie to You is a great song. They they were they they were a great band, and that's a great catalog of music. Without Annie Lennox, can he can he pull that off? Right, because she had such a huge you voice. This you is... won't be able to fill the same venues if you were going out with Annie Lennox in Europe. You might be talking about stadiums. Um, in the U.S., certainly you'd be talking about amphitheaters. With what he's talking about doing now, it's either a theater show or like an amphitheater package show. So. Dave Stewart's Eurythmics with Culture Club and Howard Jones or something like that. All right. Stones have a new album coming out? That's what they say. You know, okay. we, they earlier in the week, they teased us with this kind of newspaper ad about a faux new product called Hackney Diamonds, which they say, which they promise satisfaction. When you say, give me shelter, we will fix your shattered windows. Um, yeah. The ad also promised they'll be open for business in early September. Now comes the word that a the Rolling Stones Hackney Diamond will, Hackney Diamonds will will 
open for business in September. So everybody figures, and it looks like an album cover in the posting. So everybody figures, you know, New Stone's album is going to be called Hackney Diamonds. What we know about it is they recorded it mostly in L.A., although they've been recording for years um, with this. Uh, it was with Andrew Watt, who's been pr- producing Ozzy Osbourne and a bunch of other people recently, Iggy Pop. Uh, Paul McCartney's on one or maybe two tracks. Bill Wyman returned to play bass on one song as a tribute to Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts will be on the album. He, they, had, they had been working on a bunch of new material prior to his passing, so he'll be on as well as Steve Jordan. So there's a lot of reasons to be excited, and this is going to be the first Rolling Stones new Rolling Stones album of new material in almost 20 years. All right, 2005. 20. Okay. All right. Yeah. What we'll about get Ringo? Uh, Ringo has an EP coming out. Uh, himself, this will be out in October, just as he's hitting the road for uh, you know with his latest all-star band tour. It's called uh, it's called Rewind Forward. Comes out October 13th. Has four songs. One of them was written by Paul McCartney, who also performs on it. Another was written by Mike Campbell and Ben Montench of Tom Petty's Heartbreakers. Uh, they're on the track as well. Steve Lukather from Toto, who's also in the all-star band, uh, will will be on there and. And, you know, this is what Ringo has been doing. This is his fourth EP in the last couple of years, and he, he likes recording, you know, short, short bursts of songs and putting them out. What's Ringo's mm. best song? Uh, ever? Oh, You Don't Come Easy. It Don't, it don't Come Easy. Okay. Sorry. That's better than Photograph? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the, you know, the Don't Come Easy. Tremendous I like him song. and Buck teamed up together. <laughs> Buck Owens? Buck Owens, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So bizarre. To They're going to act naturally. Well, I like that song, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's, you know, he got handed a lot, a lot of good stuff and, you know, over the years became a writer himself. Buck Owens. I remember watching country music by uh, um, Ken Burns, and Buck Owens loved that the Beatles recorded. Oh, yeah. Act naturally. He loved it. Who wouldn't? I it mean, was... Buck, Buck was a forward thinking guy, first <laughs> of all, but, you know, listen, he was making good money as a country singer. Beatles record one of your songs and put it out, you know, you're making exponentially gooder money. And he cursed hee haw. <laughs> he shouldn't have. Yeah, that's how most people know him, though, isn't it? I know, I know. Hee haw was great for that. I knew guys, who Buck it? Owens was before hee haw, right. but I'm really well, old, but, so. Listen, hee haw was great for country music in its time. It really was. All right. We're out of time, Gary. All right. Well, listen, have a great weekend. All right. Go check the oil in the Generac while you have a couple of seconds, okay? There you you go. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Gary. Take it easy.